Welcome to the Loving Liberty Network. This is the Liberty Mom Show. Liberty Moms are the original secretaries of defense, the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities. I'm your host today, Delane England. I'm so very happy to have you join us. We're thrilled to have you with us. And I am so excited about our guest today, Kimberly Fletcher, who is the president of Moms for America. And I just want to say words matter. It's not moms in America, not moms of America. It's not moms the America. It is moms for America. And there is a reason that Kimberly named her organization Moms for America because we are moms that are for America and the principles of America. So welcome, Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I am excited to be here, being with moms, talking about moms, hanging out with moms. That's always a win. (laughs) Absolutely, because we are truly Liberty Moms. So Kimberly, the reason that I wanted to have you on this particular week is because you recently spoke at at a rally in Washington, D.C. on June 5th in preparation for President Trump's rally on Wednesday the 6th. And Moms for America had an amazing rally. And I know because I got to go to it and it was just incredible. And the speakers were just fabulous. They, every one of them, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's the best speaker. And then the next one, oh my goodness, they were such a good speaker. (laughs) They were all so good. And I'm, and I might just say, of course, it was outside on the outside lawn at the Capitol and it was, it was freezing cold. It was windy. My feet were wet because the lawn was wet, so humid and moist in D.C. And I, I loved every minute. I couldn't stop thinking about, the, about Valley Forge, about our soldiers, about our patriots who suffered yeah. so excruciatingly at the entire Revolutionary War. But I kept thinking of Valley Forge. And so my little tiny bit of suffering was so small. And it made me really appreciate their great sacrifice. Well, and when you told me that, it was actually when you mentioned that, that you inspired (laughs) that section of my speech at Freedom Plaza that night when I'm like, you know, we're out here and these people who are fighting against um, America, they don't know about George Washington and how the the soldiers in the cold, freezing cold and their bloody feet. And we're just grateful to have shoes and umbrellas. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I can't think it. I'm so grateful to have socks and shoes on and my feet are not bleeding. So right. Exactly. Blessing. I mean, that's what we're willing to to do to to preserve our freedom is, you know, wh- whatever sacrifice it takes. Yes. Okay. So, Kimberly, tell us, like, how did you come to get to have this rally or this event at the Capitol in D.C.? 
Well, we've been having several events over the last, um, well, <laughs> we, we started, yes. it actually all started with Amy Coney Barrett. So we went to Washington, D.C., and we were involved um, in, in uh, supporting her confirmation. And then, um, you know, right after that, we're, you know, focusing heavily on the last few months of the election, a few weeks, actually, of the election at that point. And then it was like the day after the election when we all woke up and we're like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, the whole country was like, what's going on? And we started to ask questions and people were like, there's no nothing to see here. But we have questions. Nope, nope. Can't answer, ask any questions. And I was like, there's, there's some hanky going on here. This just doesn't make sense. And so it was like, um, I think it was the 6th, January or uh, November 6th, I believe it was, when I got sent an email that had a video of Ed Martin, who is the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, and he did this rally in Virginia, on a corner in Virginia, with like, there were like 30 people there, and and he gave this impassioned speech, and he was like, stop the steal, we're going to stop the steal, this movement is going to be bigger than even the Tea Party, because people are coming together, and and I was like, I'm in, <laughs> so um, I, you know, I highly respect Ed, and so I reached out to him and I'm like, what is this thing? And so I got invited on a call. Um, it was, uh, gosh, it was like, it was, it was, I think the next day and they were talking about how they were going to have rallies in all 50 states. And I was like, well, okay, we're going to do one. So I got involved and, and we, um, I got to get, actually, I hosted one here in Nebraska. And when I showed up, two other people were there who thought they were hosting it. And I'm like, great, well, I've got the sound system, do what you want. And we just gave people the microphone. We said, all right, you've got, you've got 60 seconds, two minutes max. You want to say something? Here's the microphone. We're, we're live streaming this. And it was amazing. And people were just getting up and just talking about America and freedom and, and how we want the vote to be, you know, we want to know that the vote is secure because if we don't have, if we don't have voter integrity, if we, we don't have confidence in our elections, we don't have a republic and we don't have a united people if you if you can't count on your voice. Please. And so we started that and, and we um and then I, I sent an email out and text message out to all our members all over the country and said, Hey, we're getting involved in this stop the sale thing. If you want to get uh, attend rallies or host rallies or promote rallies, if you want to volunteer for the vote count, if you wanna get involved in, in, in the investigations or the election integrity hearings, here's all the places where you can go. And so Ali, um, who's the founder of Stop the Seal, every time he introduces me, he's like, I got to tell you about these moms. That first week, we had six states in play. Moms get involved. The next week, we got 50 states in play. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty awesome. True. Pretty awesome. So Debbie spoke at the, um, I couldn't go to the um, event in Washington, D.C. on November 14th, but our vice president went. And she spoke at that one. And then we did the December event, um, Stop the Steal, and Jericho March joined together. And they did an event on December 12th on the, Nas on the National Mall. And um, Women for America First did an event at Freedom Plaza the same day. And then, um, so I spoke at the Stop the Steal rally because we're in the Stop the Steal coalition. And then the next day, we did our Keep Christmas rally. Ha and we started our hashtag Keep Christmas. And it was all about, you know, st stop letting them steal your joy. You, you know, don't tell me as a mom and a grandma that I'm not going to be able to spend Christmas with my children, that we're not going to be able to go out and sing Christmas carols. Or No, you're not stealing Christmas. And so we started this hashtag, um, Keep Christmas, and it went like wildfire all over social media. And we just kept telling everybody, let's flood the darkness of social media with a light on spirit of Christmas. And it worked. 
but people started to get really uptight about it. So they started posting everywhere about um, the devil. You post things about the devil and you'll win devil points. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? You you can't let anybody have joy and happiness. And so we just, so after that, no. and, and when Christmas was over, it was actually right before Christmas. Um, it was actually the 8th, I think it was the, the 16th of December, right after we left Washington, D.C., Ollie um, asked for a permit from the National uh, Park or from, from the Capitol Police for an event at the mall on January 6th. And he let us know a couple days later, and we were like, yeah, you know what? We're going to sit this one out. We, we've been to all of these things. We've been involved in all of this stuff, and we just want to spend a little bit of time with our family for the, ne for the next little, little while. And, um, and then it was uh, Christmas Eve we started to, to talk, the day, Christmas Eve day. And we just, we kept asking ourselves, um, you know, as, as things were building and movement was going, you know, the mom voice should, the mom voice really should be there. And so we talked about it and we decided that um, we would, we would can seriously consider going. And then the next day that whole Nashville thing happened. And then we're like, uh, maybe we won't. And so we really went back and forth and back and forth until December 28th, when we finally made the final decision. Yes, we're going to go. We bought our tickets and we had like a week to put this thing together. In the meantime, you know, a few days earlier, I had requested the permit for January 5th to do our event because I, uh, you know, I thought just in case, you know, everybody's going to be asking for a permit. I'll at least have it out there. And so um, so we were able to get the permit, but we didn't get the permit until 630 in the morning, the day of our event. And and that was that was kind of kind of scary because if yeah, you don't have a permit, you can't set up a stage. You can't set up anything. But right. we did have a little karaoke machine and a microphone as a backup. But it ended up all working out. We had an exceptional event um, on the the fifth, and like you said, we had incredible speakers. Two moms from Congress, um, Mike Lindell spoke. We had a, a whole stage full of moms. It was it was the kind of thing we do, the kind of out of the box thing that we do to, to promote freedom and the principles of liberty and constitution, the things we care about. Excellent. It was a fantastic event and the speakers were phenomenal. And we are going to come right back in a quick moment and we are going to be talking about the rally on Wednesday the 6th, the President Trump's rally. We'll be right back. and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to 
it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than eighteen. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Lens S and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit LensS.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Welcome back. We're so happy that you're joining us. This is the Loving Liberty Network. I'm Delaine England, your Liberty Moms host today, and we are with Liberty Mom, Kimberly Fletcher. We're so happy to have you with us, Kimberly. We were talking about the great event that you sponsored, Moms for America, put on in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol on Tuesday morning. And then on Wednesday, we all attended President Trump's rally. Now, in my opinion, everybody probably attended for different reasons. I attended because I think President Trump has done some amazing things for our country. I don't agree with everything that he's done, but I think he has been a phenomenal president and done a lot of great things. And I know a lot of people have a really big problem with his personality, but when I look at my personality, I can be very forgiving of other people's personality. I'm not, per- I'm not exactly perfect myself, so I find it very easy to be very generous with forgiveness for other people. But I, do, I will say one of the most important, the foundation of America is voter integrity. Without voter integrity, I don't, it really doesn't matter who we have lead us if we don't get to choose, if our vote doesn't count. And I personally, with Chris Kimball, another Liberty Mom, my co-host, we went down to Nevada and to Las Vegas, and we spent four days there gathering affidavits from voters in Nevada of all different parties who gave us their legal binding affidavit that their ballot had been used fraudulently. 
many different reasons, but a lot of times their vote, their ballot had been used as a mail-in ballot and they showed me their ballot. They're like, here's my ballot. I did not mail my ballot in. This is my ballot right here. I went in and voted personally, or I didn't even vote. Most people voted, but they voted personally and not with their ballot. And yet their ballot was used somehow. Somebody used their name and address on a mail-in ballot. So I can tell you voter fraud is very real. It's very, very real. The governor of Nevada threw out a hundred, not the governor, excuse me, the judge in Nevada threw out 158,000 ballots, but only the ballot of the county commissioner. He kept the ballots of the president. And so to me, that right there is a very huge, that is fraud. If a ballot is bad, a ballot is bad. If it's a fraudulent ballot, it's fraudulent. So we have a lot of different evidence of voter integrity. And so that is one of the main reasons that I decided to go back to Washington, D.C. and go to the march because I wanted to stand up for voter integrity because I think it's essential. And, um, and you, you know, I have my experience of the rally. I'd love to hear your experience of what the rally was like when you were well, there. Well, um, I, I, I keep it. telling people that um, <laughs> if that speech is the one that they think incited violence, <laughs> I don't think they heard it. That was one of the most lackluster speeches I've ever heard the president give. And, and that I, is exactly <laughs> my experience. I'm like, if you think he incited the riot, I'm thinking you never listened to his speech. Yeah, we're all there, we're cold. President. We're, we're really cold and, and we're waiting all that time for, you know, the crescendo. And then he comes out, right. I think it was like the first, you know, five, 10 minutes and you're like, yeah. And then it's like, okay, can we go now? <laughs> you know, it was a, <laughs> so, so um, our team was in the sixth row um, from the president. We were, we were in the, in the front yes. section and in the VIP um, section. Right. So it, it but he, here's the thing is that, um, and you were there, so you know what the crowd was like, but yes. I'm on the corner of, of Washington and Constitution, and, and there's just a sea of people. And, and, and I'm, I'm on the phone with Deb, and I'm like, I don't know where, I don't know where the, the, the check-in gate is. Where do I go? And she's trying to explain it to me, and I'm like, I can't even see it. I can't see anything but people. Right. And so she's people. trying to talk me through. And, and what would have been the equivalent of a block and a half took me about 20 minutes to navigate through. And I'm just like, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry, till I finally get there. And then you get in the the, the VIP section, and I, I went over and, and we chose our seats. We got on, our, got on our seats, and I stood up and I turned around and I was like, shock and awe. I was like, look at the people. <laughs> now here's the thing that what that's that's I want people to really understand. You had like probably a million people there, maybe more. I mean, when they all I got there, one point three million. That sounds right. That's, I was going to say one and one five, so one three sounds right. Mm -hmm. So when when everybody got there and you turned around and you looked from the stage behind you, I mean, you for as far as the eyes could see, past the Washington Monument on both sides, sweeping on both sides, people, and and they were shoulder to shoulder, knee to knee, and you had people in wheelchairs, moms with strollers, you had you had black, white, Asian, Hispanic nuns. There was a whole group of nuns. I mean, this was a cross-section of America. You had homosexuals, heterosexuals. I mean, it was literally a cross-section of America. And and the thing is, is that you had that many people there and they were polite. 
they were respectful. When I was going through that crowd, I was like, oh, sorry, excuse me. And they're like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, everybody was just nice, you know? And loving so, each other. Everyone right. Was so for that, for, for them to say that that group went to the Capitol and tore down the Capitol is just erroneous. And they're trying to lump us in with, with, with everybody else. So before we get to actually what happened at the Capitol, I want to explain to people why. Um, some of the reasons why what happened at the Capitol happened. And at the top of the list, we need to make sure that everybody knows by the time the people who were at the rally where President Trump spoke arrived at the Capitol, it was already a mess. There were already people climbing up on the scaffolding and bullhorns going, come on, let's go, let's go, you know? And so they're like, okay. And they'd already started. They'd already started attacking. The, they'd already the started uh, attacking, the the, attacking the Capitol. And they, and they were already started going after the police before we ever even got there. I don't know who those people were. I know that there were, infil there were definitely Antifa and BLM infiltrators because I saw them. Um, they were dressed like us. Um, they would change their clothes. Um, they were um, up on the um, they were up on the, the one area um, on the west side where the Washington Monument side when we came up and I saw a bunch of um, I, what I call real Trump supporters who were pushing back the people who are trying to, to, to shove their way up into the into the front and get up on the scaffolding and everything. And so for anybody who anybody who attacked the police or destroyed property either is. And then if they claim to be a Trump supporter, they're either lying to you or they're lying to themselves because that is not what this movement is about. And that is not what Trump supporters do. So um, we have, um, th uh, there's four main reasons why this happened. The first one is the morning, the very morning of the event, there were supposed to be certain people on the stage speaking, giving direction to where these people were supposed to go. That for whatever reason that morning, um, they were told they weren't going to be able to speak on the stage. And so the president three times tells people to go to the Capitol, but he never said anything about the rally will be there. Look for the stage. It's going to be in this area by this place. You know, there was no direction given. You don't send a million plus people to a destination with no purpose and direction. And, and so that's number one that happened. Number two that happened actually happened prior to that is the Capitol Police were not prepared. And we told them over and over and over again, a million people are coming to the Capitol. And they'd say, well, you can only have 50 people at your rally. I'm like, are you listening to me? A million people are coming to the Capitol. Are, are you prepared? You need to tell, you need to run it up the channels and tell everybody you can, you need to be ready for this. And we're going to do everything that we can to direct people. Well, you know, you can only have 50 people. Are you going to contain your crowd? And I'm like, are you, okay. So they would only let us have a small stage, can't be more than two feet off the ground, um, a sound system that can only reach 50 people. And and if you went too, too big of a sound system, that show, um, they puts up a red flag, give you your permit. So um, it it was was crazy when we got there and, and you didn't have the security that you that you normally see. So um, that was number two. I'll have to tell you the others after the break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, there there are a lot of red flags, and I just want to say before we take a break, real quickly. Okay, maybe I'll say it after we take a break, real quickly. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back to talk about the rally and the event at the Capitol.
Welcome back. This is the Loving Liberty Network. We're so happy to have you join us. This is the Liberty Mom Show. Liberty Moms are the true defenders of freedom. We're so happy to have you join us, and we're very happy to have Liberty Mom, Kimberly Fletcher, join us today. And we are talking about the rally at the Washington, D.C., at both the White House and then the rally that was afterwards at the Capitol. And both Kimberly and myself did attend. And so we are really wanting to give you a perspective of someone who was actually there and attending. And it's very different from what you're hearing in the mainstream media. I'm just thinking. Can I emphasize that? (laughs) Yeah. That's now shutting down everyone's voices. It doesn't want anybody to be able to speak or get the word out there. So that's why we're so grateful for this Loving Liberty Network that we actually have a voice and a way to connect with you and let you know what really happened there. So just to reiterate, when we were at the rally, the energy was very positive. It was very happy. It was very patriotic. We just felt so much love for each other and just really connected with each other. It was so fun meeting people from all over the country and coming together. And as as you said, Kimberly, people were just so loving, so respectful, so kind, really very happy. Um, And honestly, it was President Trump's most lackluster, most least energy speech, because really his speech wasn't a rally at all. It was more like a debrief. It was a brief. He was giving us a briefing of here, here is the voter fraud that we have. Here's our case. Here's where we want to take it. We're hoping and praying that Vice President Mike Pence will do the right thing in what he and really most of us felt would be the right thing. And, um, and he just really laid out the case. And then he laid out the case that we need to elect good people in the next two years, both in the House and in the Senate. And that really, it wasn't really a rally. It wasn't like an energizing, get people riled up. If you listen to the speech, you find it really was not an energizing rally. It was more of a fact-based briefing. So then when we got to the Capitol and walked down to the Capitol, there was a completely different energy, a different feeling. And to me, it was very stark and very obvious that it something was happening here and we were trying to figure out what was going on so you did you start out on the west side of the capitol yeah so um our hotel was on new jersey and you know it's so cold that we stopped and got some extra socks on because i was supposed to speak at the rally on the mall and i knew we were going to be there for a few hours and also i wanted to go to the bathroom because i had no idea when we'd get one again (laughs) thanks to the mayor thanks to the mayor um so so we stopped at the hotel so we got we came up new jersey and we came around um the russell senate office building so so it's the russell building constitution avenue and then the capitol and and we came up the west side and so that's the washington monument side and when we came up i I remember my daughter and i just our jaws dropped to the floor we were like what the heck is going on and it literally looked like a swarm of ants just just climbing up the scaffolding and and flooding towards the capitol and we're like what are they what are they doing <laughs> you know but we thought well um they should get off the scaffolding but i guess standing on the steps and that i guess that's not a big deal you know and most people were just kind of all um coming around and and trying to figure out where are we supposed to go 
you you could see a lot of people exactly. wondering where are we supposed to go and and yeah. looking so for that where's that on the graph yeah where's yeah. that point person and so yeah um, so I, I took some pictures and I texted Ali and I was like Ali I I can't where are we at these people are all in the wrong place and I didn't hear anything back and I texted a couple other people where are we at I can't I thought we were in uh, we're in area eight. These people aren't anywhere, anywhere near area area eight, and so um, so I then I came around to the east side, which is the Supreme Court side, and that's when um, I saw just a, a lot of people there too. There were more on the west side, but on the east side there were still yeah. you know thousands of people, and but they were they were praying. They were up, standing up on the steps in the porch, and they were they were chanting USA and singing the national anthem. I have I have this on video. I did a live stream, and as I'm as I'm doing the live stream, and this was about two o'clock, I guess. And and oh, I forgot to mention this. On the way to the Capitol, um, at 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 one forty nine, we got an extreme emergency alert from the mayor saying that there was going to be a curfew from six to six. And I'm like, we're we're just rolling our eyes. And, I, and somebody um in the media the other day asked me, well, did it disturb you when you got that alert? And I'm like, no. We just rolled our eyes and said, there she goes again. You know, you can only cry wolf so many times before people just don't listen to you. And so. We just ignored it. We went to the Capitol. And so when we got around the east side and I'm doing the live stream, I'm, I'm literally in the middle of a live stream and my, my phone rings and I look and it's my husband. So I just, you know, declined the call and figured I'd call him right back after I'd finished the live stream. So, um, you know, a couple minutes later, I finish. I look at my phone to, to dial him and I see three texts from him. Are you safe? Three times. And I'm like, what is he talking about? So and the fact that I said, why do you, yeah. So I called him and I'm like, why do you keep asking me if I'm safe? And he said, honey, they've breached the Capitol. I'm like, Oh baby, they didn't breach the Capitol. They're just on the steps and on the porch. They're singing and praying and not a good idea, but you know, they're not hurting anything. And he's like, no, they're inside the Capitol. They're sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. They're running through the halls. And I'm like, you got to freaking be kidding me. And he said, no. And then so my daughter pulls up her phone. She starts looking at the news feed and she looks at me and she's like, mom, a woman just got shot on the house side. We need to go. And I was like, what, what? I mean, it was, it was instant. Like this cannot be happening. This isn't, this is a completely different. How did this happen? <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are like, how did this happen? How did this happen? And, and I, I mean, I, I can say there were specific things, like I said, that, that led to this, but the people that were there, when we got there, they were not us. I, I don't care if they were carrying Trump flags. I don't care if they professed to be Trump supporters, even if they voted for him and did support him. If they're doing that, that's not who they are. And, and, but, but the thing is, is that we've had a year long powder keg. All you needed was one little spark. And so if all you needed was a couple of people going, let's go, let's go. And everybody's like, yeah. And when there's no other direction, they become the microphone. They become the bullhorn. They become the lead. So Ali, um, the, like I said, the founder of Stop the Seal, he left. Uh, the Secret Service escorted him out of the of the ellipse. He and, and Alex Jones and a couple other people escorted them out a half hour before the president was even spe done speaking so that they could lead the crowd. So they led the crowd, and when they got up there, before any of us even got there, before the president of the United States even finished speaking, they were already there. 
And so Ollie was like, you know, all he had was a bullhorn and he's trying to guide people and direct them to the right place and everything. And so this must have been around the time, you know, I'm texting him and going, what's going on? And and he's a little busy <laughs> and, he, and he's just trying to contain the crowd. And he told me he was able, they were able to pull like 15,000 people down and try to get them in the right direction. And I said, 15,000, how many were there? He said, there were already almost a hundred thousand people there by the time we got there. I was like, who are these people? And so then the other thing is the Capitol Police, they were not prepared. And we told them, but then, you know, you hear later when the um, Capitol, the president, the chief of Capitol Police was saying, we we were pleading, pleading for help and, and nobody would give it to us. And, and that's exactly what we saw. We saw police officers who, but then, you know, we've done this many times. We've shown up at Washington, D.C. multiple times, and they never worry about us because we don't ever cause any problems. It's the other people that are attacking us that they always have to pay attention to. Maybe maybe they thought, oh, it's it'll be fine. I don't know what they were thinking. But I know that this this the, the blame, if you want to place blame somewhere, you need to place the blame squarely on the mayor of Washington, D.C. Because she knew what was coming. The, the chief of police begged and pleaded for support for multiple avenues, and they would not give it to him. And I, I thoroughly believe this is what she wanted to have happen. I mean, she made it near impossible for us to to come in and have any, you know, kind of decent experience, shut down all the restaurants. You can only have 10 people meeting in Washington, D.C. Uh, I, I mean, she just made it impossible to go to the bathroom, to eat, to, to do anything. And so, and all the restaurants and the hotels were closed down. So it was like this was set up for, for, for the worst experience possible. And then the worst thing happened when there was no direct and then Ali went to this this when he saw what was going on he went to the Capitol Police and he said let me go to your supervisor and ask him if we can use the intercom system so we can talk to these people and contain the crowd and direct them and get this calmed down and so they said yeah yeah let's do that so they went and they never came back why really yeah are you serious yep the supervisor never, never gave word, never. So they were, they just, they didn't even say, no, we're not going to give it to you. It was just, it was just denied by not even coming back. And so right. everything that we tried to do to contain the crowd, everything that we tried to do to prepare to make sure that this was okay, didn't happen. Okay. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to finish up. and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Dixie and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Mom. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, I'm Wade Alaroot. Recently, John and Chelsea Jubilee with Energized Health were guests on my show, sharing their breakthrough science of intercellular hydration. The results? People lose fat fast while still being able to eat many of the foods they love. You can too. Plus, supercharge your energy, boost your immune system, and dramatically increase your brain function. You'll look and feel years younger. It's all simple and natural without painful exercise. How do I know? Because I'm about a third of the way through my 88 days on the program, and I've already lost 25 pounds of fat. I'm now getting hydrated at the cellular level. But don't just take my word for it. Go to EnergizedHealth.com and check out hundreds of amazing testimonials. Right now, for the first time ever, Energized Health is offering a buy one, get one free special. Take advantage of this life-changing opportunity for you and someone you love. Buy one, get one free. Call 888-444-8895. That's 888-444-8895. Or go to EnergizedHealth.com. Two for one. That's EnergizedHealth.com. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back. You are listening to the Loving Liberty Network. We're so happy to have you join us. This is the Liberty Mom Show. Liberty Moms are the original secretaries of defense, the real defenders of the home front. And we, this is Delaine England. We're here with Kimberly Fletcher, president of Moms for America. And we're sharing our experience of going to Washington, D.C. to the rally and what has actually unfortunately turned into also a riot and a, a very, very sad and very, very disappointing experience. It's just heartbreaking to have people go to a rally like this, have it be such a positive thing and then have it turn so dark and have people die, which is just heartbreaking. Um, but that that's real interesting, Kimberly, that they just never came back to give you a the microphone to help squelch the 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 riot basically and all of the 
the violence. It just, they just needed direction and, and it wasn't given. Yes, yes, there were people there who were purposely doing this, getting people all, all, all incited and, and riled up. But for the most part, they this was, we could have contained the, the those of us who were coming if we had had any opportunity to do so. There's also a couple more things I just want to bring out because um, I'm sure you saw this too. You know, a lot of these people have never even been to Washington, D.C., let alone the Capitol. And so they don't know the, the, quote, rules of the Capitol. And by the time, you know, we got there, a lot of the bike racks were already were already moved and there were openings that looked like designated openings. And and I there were people who were coming up beside me and they're like, "Well, well, where's the opening? I don't see how to get in. And they just assumed that all of those people who were who were in the grass and and flooding in that direction, that they were trying to get a front seat to the speaker, you know, and you could hear people say, well, where are the speakers? I don't see the stage. And and this one guy came up behind me and he said, well, where's the opening? And I said, there is no opening. And he said, well, how did they get in there? And I said, I don't know. Maybe they climbed the fence. And then we walked a couple steps and there was an opening and he goes oh there it is and then a whole bunch of people walk through so they they had no clue so to lump in all of those people that were at the capitol with those who were destroying the capitol is is absolutely unfair and absurd it, it is it is inaccurate because they they that's not who they were they were there trust trying to figure out what they were supposed to do and they couldn't find they, they couldn't get direction as to where are the speakers? Where's the stage? What's going on? And a lot of them were just kind of walking around going, now what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, that was my experience when we, we went to the West side, which is the side where if you watch the inauguration, that is where I was. We were on the side where they've set up the bleachers and everything for the inauguration, which is the West side of the Washington monument side of the Capitol. It's a lot bigger lawn area. So we assume that's where the speakers would be because there's a lot more space for people there. The east side is just really very small. There's not a lot of space for as many people there. And so we were there and we were really, the energy was so different. It had shifted and we saw, suddenly we saw um, people with their hats, wearing their hats backwards. There were a lot of guys with respirators. There were there were a lot of these guys with bullhorns and they were dressed in Trump gear, no doubt. But before I even left my home on Sunday, I got word and I was told that they, Antifa would be there and BLM would be there, but they would be dressed as Trump supporters and that we needed to be very careful because we needed to watch out. They would be amongst us and that they would probably be throwing rocks and frozen water bottles. And that just because they were dressed in Trump gear, you needed to be careful, you needed to watch out, and we needed to be in groups of 10 or more, which I know came from you, Kimberly, is don't just be traveling in small groups. So I'm just saying, if we knew about that, we knew Antifa was going to be there as private citizens attending, I'm having a really, really hard time believing that the police didn't know that they weren't absolutely aware. Well, they and told then, us. So they, I can, yes. I can tell you, they told us. So in December, when yes. we were prepared to go, that's when we first got wind that they were going to be doing that because the optics weren't good in November when a white woman in a Black Lives Matter T-shirt was attacking a black mother and her three kids. And so they decided they would do something different and infiltrate us and make us look yes. bad by looking like us. So our security team warned us because they're always, you know, listening to their their social media channels and everything, their chatter they call it. And so I told the Capitol Police about it, and they said, "Yes, we've heard the same thing." And I said, "Well, is it valid?" And they said. 
we well we we can't confirm it that because we, but yeah that's what we're seeing <laughs> so they basically confirmed it without confirming it so we and then in January you know we come back and it's just they were really ready and and they were they absolutely were dressed like us do you know that guy have you been to yeah. the other rallies um because there's this sure. there's this Okay, so there's this older yes. black guy who is always at the Trump rallies, and he's out there with his karaoke machine. He's got a beautiful voice, and he's always singing all these songs that he sang Christmas songs at Christmas. So he was out there again, and we walked by, and my daughter and I were like, hey, nice to see you again. And he's like, yeah, and just as, just as that happened, this guy comes running up, grabs his microphone, and starts spewing all this just garbage in his microphone. And the guy gets it back from, wrestles it back from him, and two Trump guys come over and, and push him away and said, he's not one of us. And the guy goes, yeah. Yeah, I know you guys don't do that. So they were there. <laughs> yes, they were there. And we could tell, we could tell because when we, when we got there, there's this guy up on the scaffolding and he is just saying, he is trying to incite people and he gets people to go up onto the, onto the bleachers and to kind of get close to the Capitol. But by that time, I think they'd already breached on the other side. And so there were a lot of police that, there was a huge police presence and and Chris and I were not even up where we weren't supposed to be. We were just simply on the grass. But because they were trying to keep people from getting too close to the Capitol and from breaching the Capitol, they started pouring out tear gas. And um, then all of a sudden, Chris and I are just right by the wall and we just get tear gassed. And... I'm telling you, tear gas is extremely effective. We couldn't see. We couldn't even open our eyes. We could not breathe. I could, my lungs were just filled instantly with this tear gas. I was coughing and I could not breathe at all. We were just immediately incapacitated. We were just trying so hard to get away from it. And this is the one time of the day I was actually really grateful for the wind because the wind just kind of pulled a lot of the tear gas and and just blew it away i think it would have been even worse but for about 15 minutes we were completely incapacitated and then really it just kind of dissipates it goes away it, my eyes stopped burning i thought that there would be scars i mean just literally burns on my face because my skin was just on fire it felt like i mean it was just burning so badly and my lungs were burning um but honestly 15 minutes later we were you know, not 100%, but 95% totally fine. And I just felt so grateful that we have tear gas, that it is effective, and that I wasn't shot, that I didn't have a bullet in me, although I was not doing anything wrong, anything at all. We weren't even really rallying. We were kind of thinking, what is the point here? Why are those guys, we just were starting to put things together and think those guys have to be Antifa, we can't prove it, but the fact that they were not part of us was very clear. And so my question is, how were how is it that we knew Antifa was going to be there, but the Capitol Police didn't know? Why were they not prepared? Why did they ever let anyone start busting windows at the Capitol? If you go to the Capitol, you know, the second you step your toe out of line, they're on it in a nanosecond. That's right. And they and are anybody very good who's at been there. It. Yeah, anybody who's been knows. there before knows yeah. this. And that, that was one of the things that immediately surprised me is that when we got to the Capitol, the in, incredible lack of law enforcement presence 
I, I right. was shocked, shocked by that. And and then to yes. have this incredible show of law enforcement presence suddenly, and we're like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, it was, yes. I mean, people just didn't know. And, and when the media was reporting on it, you could see anytime they're reporting, they were just showing people in the back were just meandering around and they're talking about, it's horrible. The city's burning. And you're like, people are just walking around like normal. It wasn't fitting their own narrative. Well, even in the Capitol, most of the people were just walking around. And I will say Antifa was the ones that incited it, but they did incite some good patriotic people right. who were, I'm sure Trump supporters and were not, but they, they got incited. They got it, got wrapped in. And it's very sad. The outcome is very sad. I, I think it's really important for people to know that most of us with 1.3 million and maybe 40 people breached the Capitol, um, almost all of us were, were law-abiding, respectful citizens. And our time is up. And thank you so much for joining us, Kimberly. And we just want to remind everyone, you are the guardians of your liberty. Thank you so much. Thank you.